Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Bean Dad. The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Paris. Hey everyone, so today's guest is Jonathan Van Ness. He has a new show on Netflix called Getting Curious with Jonathan Van Ness. And I was watching it last night. I loved it. Carter, have you seen it? I'm not I'm calling you Carter. Sorry, I'm so tired. Wow. Well, uh, but can I just tell you, Paris? I am honored to be mistaken for Carter. What an honor. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um I watched the show too last night. Uh and it's it's so unique for uh, a type of show where it's about exploration and learning, but it did make me want to know, Paris, what are you getting curious about lately? I've been really curious just searching into all the different digital artists. Um, I've been buying a lot of NFTs, so I've just been doing like a lot of research and just looking into different artists and different mediums of art. And, um, I don't know, just learning a lot about all of that. Mm, that's good. Mm. Okay, well, let's find out uh, what Jonathan Van Ness is curious about. He's here. Hi, Jonathan. I was just watching your show last night. I really, really love it. It's, you it's do? very interesting, very fun, and you're just so cute. I love how you just are so curious about everything, and it's just fun to watch what you. What part did you like the most, or what was your like most favorite fact that you learned? My favorite fact... Um, uh, I, I loved like about the bugs. I don't know which was my favorite fact, but I just loved like hearing about them in a different way. Yeah. 
Dr. Jessica Ware is really interesting. She's really interesting. Um, and not that you asked, but I'm just going to say it. Can I just say, I had so much fun living vicariously through your honeymoon. Thank you. <laughs> it was really good social content. It was really pretty. I was living for the ocean. I was living for your art. I just, it was really fun to follow. And I really like your vacation. Thank you. Yeah, that was definitely the most magical honeymoon ever. So I'm happy. Right. I know I'm not supposed to interview you, but like, are you so excited to be married? We both got married <laughs> recently. Yes. Yeah. Congratulations to you too. I'm so happy. To you. Thank Me you. too. Yeah, he's such a great guy. And I just feel like I found just like the perfect match for me and uh, excited for the future. You like fit in his nook really good. Mm -hmm. Like the nook to like you ratio is like, like, like I call like this the nook, you know, like yes. this area. And yours like really like my husband's nook is also like just really, I feel like it's all about that good nook, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's that's very close to a hip hop song. Um, I think you almost just said the lyrics verbatim. I think it said it's nookie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's what they were talking about is cuddling the whole time. I thought it was sex. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the show, getting curious. Um, yeah. What I feel like a lot of people, especially entertainers, we all have those like dreams of like living that Anthony Bourdain, getting to explore, getting to be creative. What was your inspiration? Like, was there someone who did something similar, something that you watched growing up where you're like, oh, I just want to do that. I want to help people. I want to learn. Well, really, I think the inspiration was like my, because I started my podcast, Getting Curious, like six years ago. We're just like on our, mm -hmm. we just did our 250th episode this week. Um, wow. Uh, but yeah. I, I think it was really like wanting to, I don't think really with Getting Curious, I wanted to do something that some that people really haven't done. Um, I wanted to switch up a format. That's why we have like musicals and there's like skit and there's, I always have these like intrusive thoughts, like where I'm just minding my own business and then I get these like daydreams. So I wanted to like illustrate that in a fun way uh, throughout the series. So I, I really did kind of want to create something that was like in its own lane and its own box that like wasn't trying to be repetitive of someone else's like thing. Um, so yeah, and I think that, you know, something like Getting Curious lends itself well to that because uh, you can always be curious about something. I'm a naturally, like, curious person um, if I'm interested in it. And so that was really, I, I think the thing that was really hard is that, you know, we filmed in, like, November, December of 2020 and then, like, January, or, and then, like, February, March of 2021. So when you think of, like, getting to, like, EP your first show and, like, go out and like create your first I mean it's like uh, we were really in Manhattan and you really had to quarantine for 10 days like to get to be around someone for like 20 minutes in the same room with a mask off so it was just really difficult circumstances to create but I'm really proud of what we created because I think we did make something that was really unique and that you know people haven't necessarily seen before and it was really difficult for everyone involved to make it and I'm I'm so happy that people get to see it now. Yeah, I, I'd never seen a Broadway musical about hair before. Uh, I guess except for hair itself, but I haven't seen that. So, but that that was brilliant the way you started episode two. I just think it's it is everything. It sounds like you wanted to make, so you must be super happy with that. And I was like our friends, like the girl who was like the Marie Antoinette character has like been my best friend since sixth grade, and she was like our co EP on the show. Um, the girl who was like the central like American um dancer she's like my she was like my assistant and now she's my tour manager and she's been one of my really good friends since like 2012 so they're like and then 
they all sang on it. And then the people who wrote it and produced it are like this one person who uh, I got stranded with in LaGuardia, like on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve of like 2015. And now they're one of like my very closest friends, um, they and their husband. So I, I just got to make art with like some of my closest friends. And it was such a unique experience and such a uh, challenging time. Like we were all together, like in the figure skating episode when I'm about to interview the judge and learn about the way that judging works. And I'm like, I feel like I'm in a Russian spy movie except for everyone's American. And I just really want to learn about figure skating. Um, we were like out scouting locations for that. Like when we found out about the election, like, so there was just so many pivotal things that we all did together. That was such an, like a time in my life that I'll always remember. That's really special. I love that. And I love that you really made the show your own. Like it's just so unique and different and just like sick. So I applaud you. you for being a creative genius. Thank you. <laughs> Do you feel like you're checking like, all of your dreams off of your list right now? Because if you, I mean, most people are familiar with a lot of your accolades, especially the people listening to this right now, but you have a best-selling book, a hit television show, a second a second great, amazing television show bound to be another hit. Um, you know, your hair care line, everything. It does feel like you must be doing all these things you've always dreamed of, but do you feel, was that always a goal or are you just like in the river flowing right now? I'm in the river flowing, honey. Uh, flowing, <laughs> trying not to swim straight into like a fucking log or like piece of concrete or like boulder in the river, um, which can be challenging at times. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I, in my book, I in Over the Top, I talk about some of the stuff that I've been through. And I think when you like survived meth addiction, you're kind of just like, you're so happy to be alive. And I've worked so hard, like in my recovery to get to where I am in my life. So I mean, I never thought I could start like a hair care line like 10 years ago. I never thought I would be like, un I mean, Queer Eye, especially for me growing up, was a really important show. Like it was a show that I watched with my parents, my grandparents, where like you saw queer people being like successful and like not the butt of a joke, which was really one of the first times that you saw that. Um, I mean, marriage equality wouldn't be the law of the land for eight more years after the first Queer Eye was over. So the first one was really so important to me. So I never would have saw myself getting to be in it. And then to even raise the bar and grow with the reboot and get to like reach new people and, and touch more lives. I mean, I, when we first did, I didn't know if I would have, I, I, I did hair until like five or six months into when season one and two had already come out. Like I didn't know it was going to be super successful. And so I still... I just did a podcast with Gail King and she was like, she said something about like, you know, fans often don't know that like famous people don't know everyone. And I like being called famous still, I'm like, it doesn't. So no, I'm right. very much in the river. It's a fun place to be. It's, it's fun, a really fun. great river. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> it's a really fun river. I love this oh river. Oh my God. But keeping that analogy going, do you feel like it's, do you ever feel like it's going too fast? Do you ever feel like, whoa, I wish I could slow down and like just enjoy this? Or are you, you know, going as I feel fast like as I can, can purpose? No, I feel like I want to, um, sometimes I feel like I would like to slow down, but I do enjoy it. It's not like either or. I think just because things go quickly, you can't enjoy. And it's kind of just the way things go sometimes. Like timing is just, sometimes it's a little quick and you just got to, do it you know I think especially with my hair care line it took me I mean it looks like it's been fast but I've been working on that for years 
And I mean, I did hair behind a chair for 15 years of my life. I've been doing, I've been testing these formulas and having these ideas. I just needed to find the right partner and source the correct ingredients and find the right, and it's a lot to build a hair care company. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I, I feel like my career has all kind of primed me to be able to do these things. Like my hairdressing career primed me for JVN hair. My like Gay of Thrones primed me to be a comedian and primed me to be a producer and a writer. So. I, I think it's all kind of prepared me for these moments. And hopefully I can just, like I said, not swim into a log, uh, not <laughs> stub my toe on some sort of underwater debris and need to be rescued. Uh, but yeah, everything seems like it's going okay so far. What is the biggest <laughs> thing that you've learned about yourself in the past six years? That, oh my gosh, probably that I'm a lot, uh, like I'm way more resilient than I knew that I was. Cause I think one thing that, that you're never prepared for with fame, I know I wasn't like, I just wanted like security. Like when I used to be like, ah, I want to become famous. It's like really just cause I wanted like security. Like I like wanted to like, you know never need to like worry about my HIV medication again. And like, I wanted to have like a house that I didn't rent. Like that's all I thought about. I never thought about what it would feel like to have like millions of people sometimes have like really negatively charged opinions about you and like learning how to like not read them, not engage in it, like learning how to, to carry yourself in this world in this way, being such a public facing figure. Like now that I've actually been doing it for these years and read some of the stuff that I've read, but you know, both good and bad. I think that I'm so much more resilient than I would have known. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel really proud of the things that I've been able to accomplish. And, um, and it, you know, cause there's just so many things behind the scenes that people just like never, ever know about. And you're obviously like not going to talk about. And I'm just like, wow, girl, you've really been living your best, like queer non-binary Aaron Brockovich life. Like, you know, over here, <laughs> you know, I've jacked, you know? So yeah. This is Paris. Bean dad, the dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. 
Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were gonna become the McDonald's in treatment the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think what you said about the negative stuff and, and, and also obviously all the positive, I think Queer Eye is like one of the few shows in the world that is so polarizing in that way where if you love the show, it literally changes your life. It has changed so many people's lives from the original one to your guys' show. But I got to imagine the hate, obviously unwarranted and people who have bigotry in their hearts and stuff like that. That's got to be really hard to deal with because it's it's like it, like I think I, I've done TV for a long time and I I see what even my female co-hosts have to deal with just for being female in terms of the hate online, that's hard. And anybody who's doing anything that's outside of the box, like Queer Eye or um, outside of the box in that when it originally aired, it was really like nobody had done that before. Um, so how do you deal with the negative stuff? And was there a moment 
that you got a comment and you're like, oh, I can't, I can't let this affect me anymore. Mm, no, because they probably still affect me. Mm-hmm. It's more just like learning how to like not um like just not engage and like protect your mental health because it's hard to, you know, I don't know. I forgot what the question was. I got distracted by your beard and like <laughs> in your face and stuff. It's so cute, you know? Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm just wondering, I think a lot of people, especially like kids online today, they deal with a lot of hate online. And you said that you kind of try and balance that out with, you know, or you, you try and focus on the better stuff. But is there any other techniques that you have for dealing with that? Well, I think one thing that helps me in understanding that and at least understanding like why my brain fixates on it, because like you can have like, it's just like how when you're a hairdresser, you can do like 10 really good, like great heads of hair. And they're not going to really go on Yelp or like tell their friends like, oh my God, I love this hairdresser. It's just like, that's what you thought was going to happen. But the second you cut someone's hair a little too short or that toner didn't take or whatever, they're on Yelp. This person my hair up (laughs) so it's like negative feedback or like criticism is much it goes much farther and the amplification of negativity is much higher than like positive feedback because negative feedback is it's very threatening and so just in our very like primal like reptilian brain when we were like out on like the prairies having to make sure that like a bear didn't eat us or whatever like a little fuzzy bunny which is someone saying like, I love you, Paris. I'm a huge fan. Or like, I love you, JVN. I'm a huge fan. Or I love you, Hunter. Huge fan. That's a fuzzy bunny. What is a bigger, scarier tiger is like, I disagree with X, Y, Z. And why would you do that? And then, and then you're pushing these narratives and like, just like the really hardcore, like unfiltered, like feedback that is like much more threatening to your like sense of well-being and like, like to your sense of inner peace when it's a hardcore negative criticism so understanding the like biological wiring of that and like why the negativity bias works the way that it does makes me feel better but I'm still kind of you know I talk a lot about a lot of really vulnerable things I'm really like open about some of the stuff that I've been through whether it's like you know eating stuff in the snacks episode of getting curious or like my HIV status in my book. And it's like, when you're really vulnerable about stuff like that and people, it's usually not the hardcore transphobic people or like Trump supporting conservative people that hurt me. Cause I get that. I know that's coming and it does happen. It's usually like feedback from people in my community that maybe don't know about me or like haven't don't know about the advocacy work that I've done. And they see like one thing out of context or someone says something that they hear something about. And the next thing, you know, it's like, you're tagged in this, like venom spewing tweet or this like venom spewing post and then other people start to glob on and you're like and over here you're like oh my god I'm just like a little girl from a cornfield in recovery and there's like all these people like it's like so you're just like that is like that can be that's like kind of my biggest thing and it's it's really hard so I think really being able to like put your phone down and like go do something else is really important or in Paris's case, all 10 phones down. 10. Yeah. Paris, why do you have 10 phones? No, I had five in the beginning. And <laughs> my husband's made me consolidate to three. To three. Mm-hmm. It's one like your like like your like picture phone. Like you're like, this is my camera because it's like the most updated or like there was like one is for my friends, one is for work, one was for Europe, and one was for because I I'm shy when people ask me for my number. I feel bad to say no. So I give them that number. And then the last one was for prank calling. 
Ah, uh, I love that. Fun. Okay, life. wait. Can I turn the tables? I gotta ask Paris another question. I have one more question because mm-hmm. I feel like you have been to like so many interesting places, and I'm obsessed with turquoise water. Like turquoise, yes. like water is like my thing. It's like who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> so, like, what are your top three favorite turquoise beaches, like ever in the world? In the world, um, Anguilla is insane the beach is there it's so soft and white and gorgeous and turquoise water warm um we were just there at the zemi beach house which was sick taking notes that is insane um in conrad uh maldives their property they have like this underwater suite where you stay in and it's sick yeah and there's turquoise waters everywhere and then the beaches are like white again and so soft and like you can swim with whale sharks and all these crazy things. What else? And then the last one, <laughs> Bora Bora, sick. It's so turquoise. And that's where, cause isn't, isn't that where you're, fir- that's where you first were on your honeymoon, right? Yes. Bora. But then I feel like I also saw you in that underwater room. The Maldives. Cause, oh, cause you did, you did like multiple, you, you yeah. were like gestation hopping. Yeah, of course. I feel like at some point I just couldn't tell. I couldn't, cause I was just like, there was so much turquoise water. I was just, I felt like I was like in a turquoise water orgy and I didn't even know where you were. And at that point I didn't even care. Cause I was just like, I'm living for this vacation so hard. Was Sick. the underwater room like, it, did you get like a tray amount of anxiety in there? Cause just like, if the ocean decides to just like, really or no you're just like i feel no. really good about this architecture it's so sturdy and nice that you don't so even sturdy. think about that but if it if it wasn't nice that would be probably like a thought in my mind but it was sick it's like a huge villa i feel like basement like even parking garages like the second i go into a parking garage the first thing i think of is like do i have weed in my purse like so that i can smoke if i get stuck down here because like i don't want to get stuck down here and not be able to smoke like for like six hours or like however long it would take to get saved and i think about how much water i have at like just like being in a confine i don't know but the above ground situation like get me there yesterday i just don't need to see sharks that bad like under the water like i will go see you when i'm ready you know i, I just but i do I, but i also i'm curious i can't tell but i want to go it's, anyway, thanks for telling me that. Sick. I wrote it down. Oh yeah, you should <laughs> go to Harbor Island too. That's another place we went, and it's pink sand beaches. <sighs> it's so. But beautiful. is the water turquoise? It's not as turquoise as the other places, but I thought you'd like the pink sand too. Oh man, I'm sorry. I, I wasn't like not impressed with the pink sand. <laughs> I just like this thing happens where I go on like if I go on a beach vacation and I get there and the water's not turquoise, like it's I depressing. Kind of, like, just right? do that face. I just like um. You said turquoise. This looks like Venice. Exactly. Okay? I don't understand. What like, you know, I could have just like gone to Santa Monica if I wanted to look at this water. Yep. Karen, I feel you. Like, if people are listening to this, I just want you all to know how fun it is to watch Jonathan get excited. It is, you are the most enjoyable person to watch live. Like, it's so, so it's cute. so infectious. Um, well, I don't know how much more time you guys have, but do you know what starts today? Huh. What? The team competition at the Winter Olympics in like three <laughs> hours on the Peacock app, honey. Which, Paris, you're all over there, honey. I've been seeing you. Mm-hmm. You are on my Peacock. You, you are on my Peacock yes. every which way, honey. And because I, I, I'm all up on there for my Olympic sports. Um, I definitely, it just it, three hours. Uh, team USA starts tonight. We have men's ice dancing pairs. Mm, nice. Do you, are, Paris? Are you into the Olympics? Do you care? Yes, I love it. Are you winter or summer, or do you like both? Both. 
Really? Top three favorite sports? I like skiing, <laughs> snowboarding, and, and, <laughs> and jumping. Jumping? I don't know if that's like an official Olympic <laughs> sport. No. I don't know. The thing where you like have the stick and like fly through oh, the air. Oh, pole vault. Yeah, that's cool. Pole vault. So you like, so it's, so it's skiing, snowboarding, and then pole vaulting are like literally your top three? Yeah. Do you care about figure skating or gymnastics? And ice hockey. Oh, like you know how to watch hockey? I play ice hockey in high school. I'm like, I can't, I don't really understand like all the, like I can't <laughs> see the puck. Like I don't know the rules. <laughs> It's... That's so butch of you, Paris. That's yeah, hot. I thank love that you. you're into. Um, I love that you're into like hockey. Mm-hmm. Do you have any She's predictions? Predictions. Who's like the Camila Vaiva of like the hockey teams? No idea. Like, that's the girl who's probably going to win. Oh, you don't know? No, I haven't really paid attention to what's happening yet, but I do like it. Here's a hard hitting <laughs> journalistic question for um hockey fans. So, um. Team USA like couldn't use any of the professionals from the NHL because they were gonna let them do it, but then like Beijing and like COVID and they had like pause their season, so then they had to like go get all these like college like players and stuff, which I'm sure are really fierce and everything. But like, I just what's up with these professional athletes like not understanding how cool the Olympics are? That's what I want to know. Because like, are you guys not as obsessed with the Olympics? Like, I know that it's probably like a capitalist nightmare and it's probably not fair and everything, but I love them so much. They are so near and dear to my heart. I just love them. You, you really do. I feel like you're the Olympic sponsor uh, that we didn't know we needed. I can't stand it how much I love it. <laughs> There's a lot of great history to the Olympics. Have you done a getting curious about the Yeah, Olympics? yes. I did one in the first Olympics ever. I interviewed this amazing like um, Greek historian and Roman historian. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't understand was, is those cultures were happening simultaneously. I always thought it was mm. like one and then the other. But really, it was kind of just like, Florida and California. Like they both existed at the same time. You know what I mean? Which one was Florida? Just so. Mm, they were both like probably, I don't know. It might be oh, California, actually, New York, you know? Like, cause I feel like they were pretty big. Yeah, maybe it's more California, York. New York. Yes. No offense and to like New- Floridians, but it's like on account of like DeSantis and everything, you know? Yeah. And gotta get Greece might have, Greece might have been California, you know? Cause they were a little bit more so weather. Because I learned about, like, hair on an episode of Getting Curious, the TV show. And there was, like, I think it was, like, Rome, like, was a democracy. Or Greece was a democracy. But then, like, democracy, like, went away. And so maybe, like, Greece is more, like, fierce and, like, democracy-ish. And maybe it's, like, I don't know. Don't quote me. I, I don't even know. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> Democracy-ish. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yes. we will go ahead and just Love rewatch. Because that's episode two that you talked about. it. You talked about it right after looking at the... Um haircuts and learning that people were getting their barbers in yes Greek you really culture. watched the episode i'm really proud of you hunter you really did that you really did it i'm really excited it. i watched it I, I feel like there's so many good shows right now that kind of are about learning and it was fun i've watched all of them and i was excited to watch yours because it genuinely was so different than anything else happening right now in that space thanks hunter you're welcome <laughs> ah. <laughs> um Sidebar, are we going to talk about how good your hair looks, Paris? Are we just going to, like, are you just so used to having this, like, pretty of hairstyles all the time that it's just, like, a typical, like, Thursday or Friday for you or whatever day it is? Thank you. Well, today is my drop for my new NFT, so I wanted to be, like, a meta Barbie. It's fun. What's your NFT? It's called Past Lives and New Beginnings, and it's with Super Plastic, and it's, like, talking about taking back my narrative and um, basically 
like these sick pieces with the character Googie Mon who's like wearing my 21st birthday dress and it's just like very sick and cool. Excited, so. I love that story. Vibe. It's you. such it's a vibe. Incredible. You're such a vibe. So are you. <laughs> yeah. Paris is uh the documentary is like was so enlightening for all that stuff in her life. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I highly recommend it. Really good. <laughs> I'm just not gonna say because I hate it when people are like, Oh, I'm gonna check it out, and then you're like, Why well, you fucking watched it already? Like on the inside, <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out of here. I watched your gorgeous <laughs> Netflix cooking series. Yes, so much fun. I watched it in like literally one sitting. I like devoured. It was so much fun. I feel like we're similar in our cooking approaches. Just having fun. (laughs) Yeah, like just having fun. Like I'm here to have fun. And sometimes like I end up having to like not eat it because sometimes it doesn't turn out for me. Yours always turned out really nice, but sometimes like Sometimes I don't. The fun doesn't sometimes work. I have to sometimes. Go to, sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> you gotta go to Uber Eats right after. Yeah, yeah. You're done cooking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that happens. This is Paris. Bean Dad, the dress, thirty to fifty feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages they starved us, they beat us, they burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, 
would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Seven Sliving Questions. Are you ready for Seven Sliving Questions? Yes. Okay. First one is, what is your sign and are you like your sign? I'm an Aries, and I think I'm like Aries as, as I think I'm really Aries ish. And which one? What do you think I am, Jonathan? <laughs> if you had to look at, if you had to guess, I don't know. Uh, I don't I'm really not good at these things. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask unless we were pretty similar. Oh, are you in? Oh, so that means you're an Aries too. Yeah, I'm an Aries. When's your birthday? April fifth. Cute. Mine's March twenty eighth. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, okay. So what makes you an Aries? Because I'm not good at this stuff. I don't understand. I think we're like fiery. We're like fiery. Ooh, we're so fiery, Jonathan. So fiery. And I feel Ooh. like I'm pretty fiery. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm a deep, my, my fire is deeper. I feel like you're so, you're what I want to get better at, which is, I feel like you're really good at expressing how you feel. And me mm. is like a man who grew up in a home where that was never the thing. It's actually what I've been working on for like the last couple months. I've been really trying to, like my goal is to find someone in my life who I can cry to without feeling embarrassed. Cute. That's a guy, a nice goal. I really like that. Yeah. It hasn't sure. happened yet. Still, still judge, still judge myself. But I thought I, I want to be, I want to be as expressive as you are. So I'm working on it. It's in there. It's, it's in there. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you. Yeah. Yes. Um, your first celebrity crush and your current celebrity crush. Oh my God, why do I keep getting this question this week? It's really embarrassing. It was Baywatch and it was David Hasselhoff, okay? I did the Harry <laughs> Chest. It really did it for me. I was just like, pick me up, carry me to safety from the beach. Um, so David Hasselhoff. And um, right now... Still David Hasselhoff. 
<laughs> well, no, it was ever since that one video, that one time I was like, oh, because up until then yeah. he was still doing it for me because like I love like an older like daddy. Like I'm just, I just, I'm like, oh, Mr. Principal, I'm sorry. I was, you know, I'm just like naughty. <laughs> um, but um, no, but once like the drunk hamburgers, I was like, David, I yeah. would say my current crush is, I'm look really quick. Yes. Are you going to Instagram? Yeah, I have to look really quick. I have to like really get into my. I, to, like, I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, um, well, because it's like my husband. Like he does it for me so hard, and then people like probably. Uh, you know what it is? I have not got over Kamal Nanjiani. Really? Yeah. It just the just the whole like hold me till the pain goes away, Avengers. Like come like avenge me from the cliff like I'm I'm scared it's high up here you know what I mean like uh and I just love his like cake posts when he eats cake and I also did Gay of Thrones with him and he's just like really sweet and nice and hilarious and um yeah but also like straight guys don't do it for me at all so it's like very much just like just the picture but I love him as a person, mm. but like the crush is like purely physical. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like not a sapiosexual crush. It's just like your muscular hairy pecs, like smack me in the face with your pecs, but like in a loving <laughs> hot way. You like a big hairy chest feels like the theme of all these crushes. I'm just like, uh, no, it's like the, no, I'm just like, I love, I am. Yeah, it's like, oh my, oh my God. Just my burrow, face. My burrow face is so it. cold and your chest is so warm. <laughs> what about personality wise do you have like what's your type when it comes to well my husband who i feel like is like just like the most amazing balance for me ever like um he's like he's very he's actually not to throw you off hunter but he's kind of like you like raging rivers run deep you know what i'm saying like the emotions Mm -hmm. are there but like i gotta like you know like make sure that he feels like like safe to express them so Mm -hmm. like not to be like a trite, dumb, like heteronormative slut, but like he's kind of like a quiet, strong, you know, like, but he's also like yeah. super creative and he's an artist. So I like like a really creative artist who like doesn't like to talk about themselves. And then I just relentlessly am like, I'm like, take your top off and let's talk about it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of like what our relationship is like. That is, you just described me, Jonathan. I'm really sad that I'm not, that you're taken. <laughs> yes. I, I, Jamar just like, you know, he just swept me off my feet. He's like so muscular and ginger and like deep. I don't have a hairy chest though. I got bad news. That's okay. You can't win them all. <laughs> you, you, you sounded and looked so disappointed. Right I'm there. like, like, I was like, oh really? Was, yeah. <laughs> never mind then. <laughs> oh, never mind. Like, you have me till then. <laughs> Rama and I do flirt a lot. And I feel like, again, I just, I, I love absolutely love everybody on that show because it's just open it doesn't matter enough about you let's talk about paris (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's talk about these living questions paris what's your next one okay which tv character is most like yourself Mm. oh (laughs) um Am I the Dowager Countess from Downton Abbey? Am I Maggie Smith? Yes. It's not like accurate in real life. I just want to be her character. (laughs) But that's not really how I am. But I just wish that I was like that quippy and like that, like ice cold. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you're not ice cold. That's I'm not, sure. but I want I want more like Dowager Countess in my life. Did you guys watch Downton? No. Pear Bear is so good. You should watch it with your hussy. It's such a good like curl up in your husband's nook and like watch it together show. Is it romantic? And also, it is. And like my husband like resisted and resisted because he was like, I'm British. We don't like all this British drama. Like it's always on. And I was like, no, you'll really like it. Come on, just try. And then like, and he actually hates it when I tell this story, which is great that he's not like here right now. Um, But then he became obsessed with it. Like he's yes. like, was obsessed like loved like obs- you guys are obsessed that so much so that you cannot watch it without the other person right it's well, i'd like already cardinal- seen it 87 times oh so what i've been what begging if, him to watch it what if he watches it without you now though even though maybe you don't care oh it's totally fine i've seen it 85 times like i just wanted him <laughs> to like get it. now if he watched the gilded age without me because now like we got the american downton abbey which is the gilded age you know now look, did I attempt to watch it alone last night, but just so happened to like fall asleep at like 8.15, like four minutes into it? Yes, but that's none of his business, okay? And I am an actress. I'm an Emmy-nominated host, actually, not an actress, but I'm an Emmy nominee. And the point is, is that I have feelings <laughs> that I can express and I can pretend that I haven't seen it. Whereas I think that Mark, he couldn't, he would, he would totally like, just be like, I watched it. And then would be like, <laughs> and then he would be like, why are you so upset? And then I'd be like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Anyway. I get it. I get it. Where's is, is that like, what are you, what are you like? Do you have like a cute little like studio blankie on your legs? Yeah. Oh my God. Why are you the cutest person of all time? I can't stand it. Marilyn Monroe. I'm so cold. It's Marilyn. Oh my God. I don't know where her face so, is. <laughs> you're cold. Yeah. She's a butterfly. I feel like Jonathan going through your whole home, Paris, and seeing all the art on the walls and everything that is your life would just be, it would be kid in a candy store. It'd be so, so fun to watch because your house is insane. Your house is great. Thank you. (laughs) Jonathan, at some point, getting curious, Paris Hilton episode. Oh my, I love it. (laughs) How big is Paris? Or like how fun is Paris's house would be the title. Mm -hmm. The most fun. And maybe we can bring over like one of my like bouncy tracks and we can do like a gymnastics lesson in like the backyard. That would be lit. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. I got one of those at a birthday party a couple years ago. It was fun. What's a relationship deal breaker for you? Oh, um, like, oh, I don't mm, like. Uh, Someone who, like, would ever, like, be weird about my clothes. Oh, like, they judgmental about your outfits? Yeah, like, do you have to wear those heels? Or, like, can you, like, can you put on jeans or something? Like, if you were ever, like, weird about, like, my clothes, that would be something I'd be, like, not into. Or if you, like, didn't floss. Or if you, um, or if you were, like, into, like, play or something. Ew. (laughs) took such a big turn there at the end. It was so... So normal, the first two were. You don't know. I tell you, people these days, honey, I have friends that are dating these days, uh, and the amount of people who are just really wanting to diddle some poopy bottoms, it's, it is, I don't know what people are going through these days, but it's, I mean, I've had like three of my girlfriends talk to me about it, and they're also like, well, yeah, they're like all my, well, okay, so the thing is, is that I was about to be like, and it's all girls, but there was like, 
I do have like two of my good Judy's. It's like, it's, it's coming out of the woodworks. I have three friends who have all been like in serious relationships and now they're not. And so they're dating and there is like, and there was this one guy who was like this like geneticist, like a proper scientist. And I was like, oh my God, he's muscular. He's a scientist, get out. And then after they're in like, in their first date, he was like, so like, are you ever into like, and then she was like, oh my God. And then when I saw the pictures of him, I was just like, fucking heaven help me. I would be so devastated because his body was so on point that I was like, should you? But it's like, no, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, you can't, it's not worth it. But I don't want to poop shame uh, people, but it's probably not. I mean, there's like apparently this new STD that's on the rise in, or in like UK called like Shigella. And it's like this thing that you get from like poop stuff. So you heard <laughs> it here hot. first, everybody. <sighs> Uh, anyway, fun chat. Or do you guys have a yeah. different question? Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. What is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself? That I was going to be on Big Brother. And you weren't. You never made it there. No, but that's not like the craziest thing. I just, <laughs> it more felt crazy to me because I was like, that's where you think I am right now? Like, that's not where I am right now okay um you know but then that sounds like really rude of me to say but no probably that or just like um I don't know I don't know like rumors are just so I only like the song rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B I don't like all the other ones Mm -hmm. although I will say that Lindsay Lohan's rumors circa 2005 was a real bop and I really used to like Give like my best. Like, that was so good. I'm sick of starting. <laughs> I'm sick of being bothered. It's so good, so good. And the music video is also really good. You know what other Lindsay Lohan song I was obsessed with, and it's still I like. I actually listened to it like last week. Daughter to father, daughter to father. that music video with Allie <laughs> and her. Ugh. And and Pear Bear, I have I did I danced to Stars Are Blind like not even that long ago. I was just looking in our DMs because I tagged you on it. I, Stars Are Blind, it's like one of my top five favorite songs of all time. Yeah. Which leads me to my last question for you. When are <laughs> when are we going to get fresh? I mean, like, I want a whole experience. Like, you are a married woman now. You have seen the world. Full-length Paris album. When is it going to drop? Because I just feel like this is... Is the barometric pressure right outside for a Paris album? Why do I feel it yeah. in my bones? Because you're psychic, because I'm in the studio recording it. <laughs> yes. Do, but people know that, right? Like, I didn't just... Uh, do, no. Am I so intuitive you can't stand it? Yes. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I honestly... I'm so ready for you to just, like, break onto, like... I'm ready for top 10. Thank you. I'm ready for... Like, my body is so ready. Because I also feel like you have such a like prowess that people don't even know. And now I've read this about you before, but now after like spending like a little bit of like 40 minutes with you on a pie, I feel like I feel it through the computer. I feel like I have like a light schwitz because you're just so like, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Cute. Paris. We need to hang out. Okay? Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to hang out. And I also can't wait to like get a wind machine in my hair to your music. Mm-hmm. Like I can just feel it. Like, such right vibe. Mm-hmm. are you gonna have some like is it, is it gonna be like because the bard up stars are blind it's like it's like 
it's like mellow, but it can be quick too. Mm-hmm. I like mellow and quick. Like Me both. Too. You know what I'm saying? I like having the best of both worlds. Because I don't do uppers anymore, but it's the difference between like if I want to do like smoke or do shrooms. Like if I do a little bit of shrooms, like that's like the 35 year old equivalent of like doing uppers. Like that's when I really mm-hmm. want to turn up. And that's like when I need like more up music. But then just for normal times, I just need more like call me down music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's both. I'm going to need both. both for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to imagine Paris is going to go into the studio and right up to the producer and go, we need to redo everything. Jonathan Van Ness needs mellow, but quick. For it's not feeling shroomy enough to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's got to sound like Van Morrison. That's that's the real Jimi Hendrix meets Van Morrison is Shroom City. But on Paris. Mm-hmm. But on Paris. Yes. Absolutely. I'm feeling right. it. I like this. What is the co- accomplishment that you are most proud of? Ooh. Probably getting curious with Jonathan Bennett on Netflix, really. It's a pretty mm-hmm. good accomplishment. Yes. I like it. Everyone go check it out on Netflix now. <laughs> and then our last sliving question is... What is your most prized possession? My mom gave me this drawing, like in the 40s and 50s, like in the day, they would like when men would like get their button up shirts from dry cleaners, they were separated by these like court, like cardboard, like, like little sheets. And my great grandmother drew this like little doodle on one of those little cardboard things and then cut it out. And my mom had it in her office like forever and I was, I was like mom I really want that and then like the head started to fall off and so she like taped the head on and she had like the little cardboard thing with like my great grandma's glasses in front of it in her office forever and I was like I really want that and she's like you're gonna have to like pry it out of my cold dead hands because you're never getting it it's mine and I love it and then for my birthday last year my mom gave it to me for my birthday because she was like you became the hardest person to buy stuff for because you just impulse buy yourself everything now and so there's like nothing that you need and so she gave me that and I started, I got really into art last year or like in 2020 and 2021. I like when I discovered I couldn't like afford it. And so I like took it to this paper conservator and they like fixed the head and got like the tape off of it. And so like I had it framed. So now I have it like in my office and I get to look at it all the time. And it makes me feel really connected to my great grandma and my mom. It's really cute. I love that. I love that. That is really sweet. Oh, and my cats. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my two dogs. Okay. So it's Let's like, so seven, yeah. like an eight-way tie. <laughs> <laughs> good tie. Good tie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. No. And congratulations on everything. Thank you yeah. so much, Paris. And you too. I can't wait for the music. Yes. <laughs> I feel like we're just so ready, like collectively as like a people and as a nation, after what we've been through, mm-hmm. we are so ready. Like our bodies are so ready, <laughs> like really so ready. Yes. Well, it's so good to talk to you all. You too, sweetheart. It's lovely. Lovely. So nice meeting you, Jonathan. Have a good day. Thank, Thank you. you. Congrats on Bye. everything. Best. Keep killing Thank it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris. We love hearing from you. So leave us a review. Send an email to paris at iheartradio.com. Leave a voicemail at 833-87-PARIS. And follow us at This Is Paris Podcast. Follow Paris at Paris Hilton and follow Hunter March, host of E's Nightly Pop at Hunter March. Bean Dad, The Dress. 
30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.